I'm sitting there and it's this, you know, I was having my coffee and just looking out at this, this beautiful 186 acres ranch that I was living and working on. And I was, you know, just recorded this podcast and I thought, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was that like, oh, wow, this is very cool. Like this, I'm, I, I am maybe like made it not like an end destination, but like I, I am on the right track. Howdy, I'm Jace Downey. Hi, I'm Crystal Ciarza. This is Stories, Success, and Stuff. Episode one, we are going to be talking about the stories of success, how that's been defined and prescribed by society over time, uh, our own personal stories of success and how we've come to our own definitions of that, what uh, a relationship with success looks like on an ongoing basis, how success is changing. The story of that is changing in today's landscape. And then what are the things that you actually have to do and prioritize in order to be your version of success? Where do we start? Let's start with the prescribed story of success because I think we're tired of it. I think it's played out. Yeah, I think, you know... One of the things I'm excited about about this podcast is to kind of talk about, you know, cultural competency and incorporating those stories in. And I think the API and H community kind of deals with this a lot, especially with uh, just understanding where multiple different cultures come from. So, you know, taking a deep dive into that today, I think, is a really good perspective, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I grew up kind of in the the bridge generation. I think we, we are in uh, this notion of... Our parents had the the story that you go to college, you get a career in your field that you got your degree in, you work there for decades, and then you retire and can have your life. You got to make X amount of money and, you know, have this type of family structure, and then that is successful. So your timeline, does it match up to that? With my life now? Yeah. Heck no. And also, that sounds terrible. Like, one, I'm not even in my field anymore. I'm two careers down the line from what I got my degree in. And I would have been miserable if I had just stuck it out doing it because I ended up not liking it. It's not what I wanted to do at all. Mm -hmm. Also, I think coming into the career field during the recession, where it both. didn't matter mm-hmm. if you had a, a degree, even a, a, a you know a master's or a PhD, you might still be working at the coffee shop or anything because the economy changed so much. Or some of us, like some of our team members, we had to go like catapult ourselves back into our masters because we couldn't afford it, mm-hmm. et cetera. And like our timelines are different. And like when you were talking about what 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 does the story of success look like, my dad. I, we were talking about this ahead of time, like who defined it for me? My dad, I think, had a different notion than I did, mm-hmm. but he never really talked about what that expectation was for me. You know, cultural competency, being a proud Filipina. I didn't realize that my dad had an expectation for me. Mm-hmm. But then my mom was like, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do in terms of success. So I want you to go and do so that way you don't have to fall into the trap that I did which was, you know, come to America when my mom really wanted to be a cop, hmm. which not many people know. She, she does payroll now. So just totally different. Totally different. Yeah, yeah, different, different things. Yeah. The, of course, you know, the stories of success also gets challenged, too, when we talk about the conversation of how do you provide for your families? 
Right. Mm -hmm. So like I, I when we were talking about what what does the story of success look like for me, it wasn't the traditional road. Right. I had my son at 21 mm -hmm. and my dad, I remember him specifically telling me when I was 21, he said um, he alluded to me being a failure by getting pregnant at 21. Mm -hmm. And I know that's like, OK, that's really intense to start off with. But it's true. Right. It's these are the moments that really get define you. And so one of the crazy things that had happened was. My dad said, I expected you to be at 21, have a kid, have a degree, have a good job. And you weren't that. You were working a part-time gig, barely barely in the middle of finishing school. And then you had a kid on top of it. Like my dad's definition of what success for me looked like wasn't mine. Mm -hmm. Mine was just like, well, the only direction I'm going is up. Hmm. And that's all I knew what success looked like. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to be Ryan Seacrest. Like... <laughs> Please explain more yeah. about that. What do, what, do, what do you mean by well, that? Well, because, okay, so, which is hysterical. So I grew up in San Francisco. Okay. And I loved how Ryan Seacrest had um, built his radio career, then built his TV career. Like, I was listening and following Ryan Seacrest before American Idol. Okay. And he was on the Merv Griffin um, uh, game shows as a host. And then he just worked his way up. And I was like, this guy doesn't stop. And I was like, I want to be like Ryan Seacrest. I want to be a media mogul. I want to be in the media. I actually went to school for broadcast because I wanted to be just like him. Hmm. And so I was, I know, minus the whole outfits and blonde hair and not settling down, like that's his jam, whatever. So you won't be getting frosted tips anytime no, soon? No, okay. I won't be, <laughs> you know, I won't be doing a radio show on KISS FM. No, not going to do that. But the, I guess the, the whole point of it for me was, like, I thought myself, I was going to be in the media when I grew up. Mm. And I was going to be a small business owner when I grew up. But my story of success isn't actually defined by the fact that I have a small business now. It's more defined about the fact that... Um, I have a family. I have an amazing group of people around me every day at work. And uh, I have a head or I have a, a roof over my head. Mm. That's what success kind of looks like. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's my story in terms of success or what I, I picture it as. And I even have some feedback that I'll share later on from people like asking them, like, what is the definition of success moving mm. forward? So I'm diverting away a little bit, but. No, that, I mean, that's the stuff, right? That's why we add that. That's the safe part, the safe word of the title. We can go into all of this stuff. Things. What for you? Okay, so we talked about in episode zero how you and I had a different pathway of getting to where we are, which I consider you incredibly successful. How did you get to where you are now? And how did you get to that moment where you said, you know what, I feel like I made it? I will let you know when I feel that. Really? Yeah. Uh, I. I definitely started out with the prescribed life. Like, here's who I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I put a lot of time, energy, and money I did not have into looking like I was living that life. Mm -hmm. Looking like I was successful and I had it all together. Mm -hmm. Under that, I was, I hated myself, for one. I had deep self-loathing. Mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of unaddressed trauma. I was years away from even coming close to that. Uh, I was very active in addiction. At that time, mm -hmm. uh, I was I was honestly living a double life. I did that for twenty years. I lived a double life for over two decades. Wow! And so, my, I mean, like success was something I never thought was going to be an option yeah. for me. Happiness, being healthy, no, just getting by and trying to look like my life was put together. That was about as much as I hoped for around the age you're talking about. Uh, in really? my, yeah. Mm -hmm. You haven't had a moment where you looked out into the sky and you said, I'm good. 
You know, I did have an interesting experience yesterday. <laughs> oh, did you? That just happened yesterday. Okay, no, no. Well, I had an interesting experience <laughs> yesterday where, uh, so I, for, I've just been in the super busy season work-wise and I've been going like seven days a week which is not great. Uh, and we'll touch on that with the prescribed success because we are taught that, right? It's about striving and no pain, no gain, and you got to work hard and sacrifice, and that's the path to success in the past definition of it yeah. for a lot of people. So I've kind of just kept falling back into that <laughs> despite knowing that that's not true for me. And I've been actively moving away from that and recognizing I need harmony in my life right now. I need to have more than just my work life. Mm -hmm. And so I've been prioritizing that. And yesterday, it's a Sunday, which is my day off. I do not work on Sunday. I had no idea what to do. Oh, you had one of those. Well, and I'm like, okay, I can't work because it's off limits today, which yeah. is okay. I don't have a problem not working now. But I don't really have friends here in person. My friends are across the country. Uh -huh. I don't have hobbies right now. I'm not doing any kind of service or volunteer work. I so I'm like I don't have a life and so that's I'm gonna work on that but the cool part the cool part of the experience is oh and I don't have any surviving to do today yeah I don't have a big emotional upheaval I'm not in big stress I'm not there's no chaos that I have to deal with today oh yeah and that I was like oh I think I have hit that tipping point in my own healing and and growing where it's not chaos cleanup all the time yeah so the surviving is done and now i'm being asked to live yeah yeah so that i wouldn't say like i've made it success wise in my definition of success but it was a big milestone where i'm like oh yeah no, I have that's no fires to put out i'm good like i'm i, I gotta figure out what i want to do in life now well i i find it so fascinating and whenever i have a friend or a colleague or a person that's going through this, like, redefinition. Mm -hmm. It's always really fascinating to see, like, what the end goal will look like for them. Because mm -hmm. have you ever had that feeling where you said, well, I don't know where I'm going, but no matter where I end up, I think I'll be okay? Have you ever had those moments? Yes. I, I was talking with a friend about that this morning. Yeah. Yeah, like, I actually feel hopeful and, like, yeah, I, I got this. Yeah, and, and I think when we, you know, when we drill down and we talk about what does success look like, I think we forget to give ourselves a lot of grace, a lot of grace, right? Yes. And a lot of patience mm -hmm. that things don't end up the way that we imagine them to be, mm -hmm. but they work out anyways. And can be even better if we let go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let go for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, so we talk about grace, we talk about patience. And I think one of the things that you kind of talked about, it sounded like you had one of those moments where you just stopped and you just said, I have a milestone that I've overcome. Mm. And I think that that's where, you know, so many of us get to where we're really hard on ourselves and we don't we forget to look at those like mm. important milestone moments. Like I think about this one time where I, you know, where I prompted you to I asked you, it was like. When, when was your moment where you felt like you made it? I was on the link, the big uh, Ferris wheel looking thing in Vegas. And it was the, it was CRs of 1.0. It was myself, an intern contractor, a team member, and my ex-boyfriend. It was 
I would say seven months into creating the company, we had income coming in. We were able to go to our first conference, which was South by Southwest in Las Vegas, which by the way, South by Southwest in Vegas will never happen again because nobody went to South by, which did the Vegas part, (laughs) which we all loved. (laughs) And then I was sitting, we're sitting at the top of the link and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I made it. I made it. Like, I remember coming to tears at the top and I like looked at the skyline and I was like, I made it. Even though, and I said, I'm around the people that I love at the time I loved, specifically my ex, right? I was like, I'm around the people that I love and I'm here at the top of this and I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for building a team Hmm. or building the right people around me. And to me, that was like my defining moment of success. Hmm. I will never have that moment back again. And even though the people, even though the person that was with me, like, thank God I did not end up with that person. <laughs> thank God. I, I, I got a few of those. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank God. I was like, thank God I didn't end up with that person. Um, I, I think back to it. It's like the fact that I was loved at the moment. Mm. And the fact that even though that team is not with me anymore, the fact that I had the team to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then the joy of realizing I've made it to the top of the world. Even with the highs and lows, I still think about that moment Mm. whenever I think about the defining moment of success. Hmm. Okay. I kind of have one of those moments. Yeah, yeah. When you talk about it. Because my my success doesn't have a lot to do with career. More with purpose and, like, life's work. Yeah. Which also goes into career. Yeah. Uh, But for me, if I get to the end of my life and I was not the fullest expression of who I am, of of Jace Downey, right? Whatever that flavor happens to be. Uh, And I didn't live the life I wanted to live. I won't have deemed it a well-lived life, right? So being fully who I am, living the life I'm here to live. That to me is my path of success. Where were you when you realized that moment? Well, so uh, that's not the moment. Oh, okay. That's why I said that um, this is the lead up. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I was, I was asked to do a podcast, actually this podcast, Herdacity. Um, they are not. They are not uh, recording anymore. But um, but I was asked by this podcast to come on to talk about authentic living, huh. and I was introduced to their audience as Jace Downey, authentic living expert. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. and I was like, that's very cool. Yeah, uh, to to have the you know people see see me out in the world. They see my my content on YouTube. They see me speak, whatever, and they go that one. That one's walking her talk. That one's doing things we like. You know, she's 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 raw and she's real. We dig it. Yeah. And then it'd be like, hey, we want you to come do that for us. That I do remember that day being sitting there and I was living on a ranch. I was working as a farmhand at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's cool. It's so rad. It also plays into my purpose. <laughs> but I'm sitting there and it's this, you know, I was having my coffee and just looking out at this, this beautiful 186 acres ranch that I was living and working on. And I was, you know, just recorded this podcast and I thought, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was that like, oh, wow. This is very cool. Like this, I'm, I, I am maybe like made it not like an end destination, but like I, I am on the right track. I am living how I want to live. So I know this beautifully segues into one of the other topics that we we're going to talk about today. But it, it's funny how you said that. You said the way that they called me a authentic, remind me the title. Authentic living expert. Authentic living expert. At what point, and this is very common in, like, Asian cultures, Mm -hmm. you don't get a 
you don't get defined by what you've done unless you have a title. Mm. So my question to you is, if they didn't give you that title, would you still have had that moment? Yes. I don't know that it was so much the title. That's kind of the quick way to say it. But Mm -hmm. the fact that that was the content I was coming on to speak about Mm -hmm. because they had watched me doing it well, Mm -hmm. that was the cool part. Like I was, it wasn't just me being like, I think I'm out here living, you know, as myself. And but some, for other people be like, we've been watching you and like, yeah, you know. We, it was, we it was you. the backstory. Yeah, it was up like, the, oh, I'm actually, okay, it's not just in my head. I'm actually out here doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. And then like that, you know, them actually calling me that. I kind of got to care. I don't take myself particularly seriously. <laughs> so, you know, you know yeah, how it is when you're sitting there about to speak and they read your bio and you're just like, this is very awkward. It's yeah. so awkward to sit and have your bio read. Yeah, you're like, I didn't write that. Like, yeah, but it's true, right? Yeah. yeah. And so there was one time where I was on New Mexico in Focus and I was doing some commercial work. Or it was commercials, it was promos, uh, which New Mexico and Focus has a great podcast as well. New Mexico and Focus, easy to find. And my first job, your first with job, yes, was yeah, yeah. New Mexico and Focus. We keep crossing paths. I know, without, in different, yeah, in different now. ways. Yeah. Um, and so New Mexico and Focus said, Crystal, what would you like your title to be? And I was like, Well, CEO, CRZ. And they're like, No, no, no. Like on the commercials, I was going, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and I had a moment because. I am the volunteer executive director for ABC. Yes. That comes with the beauty and the challenges of nonprofits. I'm the CEO of CRZA, which has the beauty and the challenges of running a business. And then, you know, a mom. And then, you know, at the time of the different boards of director or titles that I've had. And I was like, community entrepreneur? Like, that's the... Hmm. <laughs> I was like, community entrepreneur. Okay, yeah, 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 that sounds good. And, like, they ran it that way. And at first I was like, dang, that's really cool. And at the same time, I'm going, well, I guess that's accurate, right? Because some people, like, I have to tell myself in the back of my head, I really appreciate when people look up to myself or to me and, and because they see my title. But sometimes people think that that, that title is very sexy. And I'm like, no, you have to earn it. Mm. Which is why I always go back to, if there was a business lesson out of this, I always say, like a small business lesson, I would say that the big, the big lesson is um, always call people the title that they have. Mm. Or even if you, ever make, you, if you ever make a mistake, always recorrect it because they really earned that title. Mm. And they really earned this, like they took the steps to get there. Hmm. And so uh, that's why I collaborate on titles. Whenever somebody's looking forward, you know, to, to writing a title, I want them to be happy with it because that's like their surname, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. It's like Crystal CR is a comma title of job. Like that's important to me. And I spent many years making sure that I earned that CEO title and I still do because I'm asked to serve. Yeah. And that's what chief executive officer means to me is that I'm asked to serve. And so I better live that every day. I can't just be sitting on my couch taking a nap and eating bonbons, hmm. even though how tempting it is. That sounds particularly good today. <laughs> uh, in my yeah. first company where I, because you, you do, you get to choose your title. Yeah. Uh, because I did many things. I was aware of many hats. I went with master of the universe oh, and that- had the team call me that. <laughs> That's so rad. That's like it started as a joke, and then they're like, "Nope, it's too late. That's what you've chosen." And I was like, "Deal." Oh my god, yeah. that's my, so good. Yeah, my second company. I went with CEO, but I went with Chief Empowerment Officer. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There, there's a couple times where I see a woman, and I'm torn about it, because, again, like, going back to the theme of success, like, I don't know if whether or not that really shows that. HBIC. Head bitch in charge. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that title sometimes. I, I respect the women that use that. And for the one listener that we have right now, like, if that's your title, more power to you. But something to me that's like, I don't know, man. You didn't earn to be a, the bitch in charge. Like, you earned to be you gotta, in charge. Girl, you got to earn that every day. That's you right. got to bring that every day. That's that CJ's <laughs> coming out. And I love it. But, like, that, that bothers me sometimes because it was like, Sometimes that's an empowering term, and sometimes it's a demeaning term. Yeah. De- today, are you waking up to call you that to be demeaning to yourself, or are you waking up today being like, that's an empowering term to me? I don't know. Like, I, I struggle with that. Parks and Rec did an episode on this. I think so. <laughs> they did with Donna and Leslie, and Donna had accidentally posted th- through her personal Twitter or something like that. Mm-hmm. And when she, sometimes she would refer to Leslie as boss bitch, because she's having, you know, she's crushing it. And then sometimes she referred to her as bitch boss, because oh, she was being, so no. it's like, there was this distinction oh on which one she was referring to. So I, Yeah, I don't know. I love, yeah. I love Parks and Rec. There's something in that. And everybody needs a Ron Swanson in their life. Oh. <laughs> Yes, please. Like the, I thought your competitiveness with, with scavenger hunts reminded me of Ron <laughs> It really did. Love I did a scavenger hunt as a date the other day. And I'm like, you want to really get to know whether or not you're gonna you're gonna hang with Jace. Like put me in an escape room or a scavenger hunt. You can <laughs> you will still choose me after that. We're probably gonna be okay. Oh my gosh. Mentioning Twitter. So I put on my social media channels, I said, um, to kind of move a little yeah, bit yeah. how have you defined success in your life you can follow myself on social media uh, miss crystal on twitter miss crystal on facebook and then for you jace downey remind me your handles again on uh jace social- downey official official yeah. um and then crs asd or, or CRs, CRs of the, the agency. agency sorry Rebranding. crs of the af crs <laughs> of the agency so um on my social channels i said how have you defined success in your life and i've got some really incredible answers and i'll, I'll this one caught me off guard right away um, how do you define success? I woke up again today. Mm-hmm. Um, another person said, still trying to figure that out. I'll get back to you. Um, blessed, <laughs> just straight up blessed. Boom. Um, a lot of references to children. Um, my awesome, remarkable children, children are my success. Raising great husbands and great fathers. That's a big success metric for some people. Um, I raise good humans and I put them out into the world to do others. Um, finding your path and enjoying the journey, I think was a good one. This is a really cute one. So this came from Ray Siva, a good friend from Santa Fe, the public information officer for one of the departments. He goes, I own a mansion, a Porsche, Mercedes, BMW, an F-150, limited crew cab, an Earthroamer LTI, very specific, Armani suits, and fly first cat class to five-star resorts around the world. I own these in my dreams and thus always sleep very well. Hmm. So that was really sweet. You know, and what, what was really remarkable about that is that I do have those friends. Yes. Right? And, and if that's very legitimately his version of success and he's really gone with and he's thought about it and he's like, you know what? For these reasons, having all these vehicles, doing the first, like that would be so fulfilling for me, then more power to you. Right. I think a lot of people have been told when you have these things, 
when you get to this level, then you'll be happy, which is a trap. The then you'll be, it's always, <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. As I saw where it looks, it's a trap. It is a trap. So, and I think the, the problem that comes with that, if that's the case, where people are told this is success and then they just go, okay, I'll go get that. Think of how many years it might take to get that, right? So now we're talking you're in your 50s, uh, maybe 60s, maybe earlier because times are changing. And then you get there and you have all the things. And one, just like the utility bill on a mansion stresses me out, like let alone furnishing it and like cleaning it. If you're it, that like, rich, you have somebody else managing I guess, the but I'm just that. like, God, the gas bill. But anyway, and then what if then you're there and you're it, it, it's not fulfilling. Yeah. You're not happy. Yeah. So any path, whether it's the kids, whether it's career, whether it's money, uh, personal fulfillment, whatever, I would just invite everyone strongly to explore it and get to the, the motivation beneath it. Why do I want that? Why is that meaningful to me? Or to use a visualization practice on, okay, I'm there. I'm in my mansion. I've just put my keys down or I hung them in my valet, you know, mm-hmm. things. I have so many, whatever. And I'm, you know, my bags are packed. I'm about to leave tomorrow. You know, it's like, oh, nobody's here with me. Hold on a second. I was kind of lonely in here. Yeah. You know, or it's like, oh, I'm having all these things. Just go in there. Feel it. Yeah. Find out for yourself. Like with anything, not just success, but whatever we're working towards. Because that's hard work. Raising yeah. kids is hard work. Make sure it's what you actually want. Sure. Before putting all of the effort, and I know, and I know our time is is running low really quickly, and I, and I think one of the things that's really incredible is that, you know, I see a lot of my counterparts that are on that C level basis, and I see a lot of my friends that are, um, they you know they they say like the five star is what I insist on, um, the the five star hotel, um, the um, the Lambo, the McLarens, those are my friends among my friends that don't have those types of vehicles. And I and I think everybody deserves to define their success differently. But no matter what, where they are in life, I think it always just matches up where no matter what you have, everybody just defines success in their own different ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So thanks again for being here on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And for being my co-host um, for everybody on listening on Spotify or whatever podcast channel. Thanks for being here. This is uh, the end of episode one. Look for episode two on story, success and stuff. Bye.